all know that I am extremely passionate about economic empowerment, economic equality, especially for gender, but specifically from an African perspective. And African prosperity is something that sits front and center for me all day, every day. Welcome to another episode from Africa to the World with me, Yavi Madure. You're going to love today's episode if your feelings about economic empowerment in Africa resonate. The African Center for Economic Transformation, or ACID, was founded in 2008 by Dr. K.Y. Amwako with a central understanding that Africa needs more than economic growth. Even as our continent makes steady economic gains, too many countries are not positioned to sustain their progress. And this was obviously before COVID. COVID has brought a completely new set of challenges from an economic recovery perspective now. But according to ACID, Africans continue to rely excessively on low productivity agriculture for rural employment, and they have failed, we have failed, to develop strong manufacturing sectors. Exports are generally limited to a narrow range of agricultural commodities and natural resources, and businesses are difficult to open and operate, stifling the development of entrepreneurship and a vibrant private sector. Previous attempts to reform the situation through incremental poverty reduction Programs, initiatives and campaigns backed by foreign aid have had limited success in addressing the underlying structural limitations facing most African economies. ACET produces research, offers policy advice and galvanizes action for African countries to develop their own economies, reduce their own poverty and improve livelihoods for all their people. They are the preeminent African organization advancing African solutions to African challenges. So thank you, Mavis. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, there is, there's, there's so much for us to be able to talk about, and I'm very excited about today's discussion. So let me kick off by asking you, what, what is the Africa Center for Economic Transformation about? You know, just give us a Give us, for those people that have never heard of it before, how mm -hmm. would you describe what you do and, you know, where, where about in Africa are you and what is it that is your, is your vision from an asset perspective? Okay, so thank you so much, Yavi, for inviting me um, to this conversation. I'm very excited to be talking to you and to all the people of Africa, especially the young ladies who will be listening to this. So the African Centre for Economic um, transformation was established in 2008 and it was established during a decade where Africa was growing you know we could see growth um, GDP growth around six seven eight percent across the continent yet that growth was not translating into um, results for poor people we were not seeing tra it translate into um, increased livelihoods increased incomes etc and so when our president, Dr. K.Y. Amwako, who has an illustrious career from the World Bank and UNECA, um, decided to set up ASSET, he wanted to look at a type of growth that would really benefit Africans. So he said, it's good to be looking at structural growth, but we need to make the shift from structural growth to transformational growth. And he defined transformational growth as growth with depth. And what do we mean by depth? We mean the kind of growth 
that is really diversified, you know, so we are looking at, um, you know, an ability to grow in a range of sectors rather than depending on the kind of extractives and raw materials that was driving our growth, really thinking through value addition, diversifying into other sectors, etc. And for the E, it was about export competitiveness. It just, it didn't make sense for us to export just raw materials. We had to export in a way that generated jobs. So productive jobs, um, being able to um, enhance our productivity, increase our incomes and create real comparative advantage as countries. And then we needed to enhance our productivity. In comparison to different parts of the world, our productivity levels were really shoddy. And so we really needed to think through skills development. Um, we needed to think through um, energy, roads, the kinds of things that drive productivity in an economy. And then he said, technology is evolving and it's evolving rapidly. And this was in 2008. He said, unless we are modernizing with technology, we are not going to see the growth that we are looking for. But all of that has to be underpinned by human well-being. If we are growing, but our countries are not seeing human well-being, we are not seeing improved livelihoods, we are not seeing people get access to productive and decent jobs, we're not seeing all of these factors, then we are not benefiting from prosperity. So the human well-being factor was really critical. So he pushed the agenda of growth with depth transformational growth. And it's an agenda that has now been adopted by a lot of international organizations, national governments, etc. So that is what underpins our theory. We work in four areas. As you know, we are what we call a think and do tank. We don't just do policy analysis, but we also support governments to implement it. So our framework is across four key areas. Analysis really looking at the kinds of issues that will help us continue to improve growth with depth. As you know, economies are not stagnant. So new issues are constantly evolving. So we do analysis. And every two to three years, we publish what we call um, our regional public good, which is the asset transformation report. And we pick a specific issue. And our next one is coming out next year. And I'll tell you about the themes later on. The second area we work on is advice. And in giving advice, we have two ways of giving advice. We do direct advice in countries, so sitting next to policymakers, civil servants, ministers, helping them navigate the economic growth challenges that they are working through. But we also facilitate peer-to-peer -peer learning. Africa has lots of excellent good practice, okay? If we could take the very best across the continent, honestly, Avi, we would have our own Singapore. Yet we seem to keep looking out for our solutions. So we facilitate peer-to-peer -peer learning across countries to enable us to learn from each other. And then we advocate. Um, we like to hold governments to account. So we advocate both at the national level, but also at the regional level. And at the regional level, we have something called the Transformation Leaders Panel, which is chaired by ex-president um, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf. And the Transformation Leadership Panel is really 
looking at engaging in conversations with national government, with regional organizations around fundamental issues for economic transformation. And, you know, being an African organization, we fundamentally believe that we will only go far if we go together. And so we work in partnership. Everything we do is working in partnership. We are based in Ghana, but we work across all of Africa. And when we work across Africa, we don't establish our own offices. We work with other African think tanks and other African organizations in the countries that we are engaging in. So that's about asset. My ambition. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes, because I was about to say, um, you know, that's an amazing, I love the think and do tank. Like, I love that. I'm going to steal that if you don't mind. That's, but, fine. Uh, that's amazing. You know, the do part is, is probably the most powerful word that any of us could, could actually say. So when you look at, mm -hmm. and you're new to the asset, you've just arrived, you're a baby, basically, uh, yes. from an asset perspective, yes. but what is your you know, and you speak so passionately about, you know, your president and founder, you speak so passionately about the, the, the you know, just the, 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 the vision and the mission of the organization. Tell us your perspective. Um, you're the executive vice president. Um, yes. What is your, you know, what are you wanting to bring to asset? And what is it when you, let's, let's look at the word do. What mm -hmm. would your definition of done be? Mm -hmm in the next few years when you know, I came here, I did this, it's time for me to move on or do whatever I need to do. But this is the stuff I want to make sure I do. What is that? Okay, so the thing I want to make sure I do is something that I feel very passionate about. And is I, as an individual, I get very cross about, okay? Yeah, the Africa does not lack technical expertise. You can find our global experts in senior positions all over the world, Europe, North America, Asia. Yeah. I have worked as an individual. I have worked in leadership positions for the UK government. I have worked in leadership positions for some of the largest UK civil society organizations, as well as, you know, start up new um, foundations. Yet, as a continent, we are heavily dependent on external technical advice. Why? My ambition is for our governments, businesses, civil society on the continent to, is to see the excellent resource and brain power we have on the continent and in the diaspora and start using that resource and paying for it and paying it at a decent wage. Yeah. So as an individual, African governments were taking my advice when I worked for the UK government, when I worked for Save the Children, when I worked for Power of Nutrition. I come to Asset with extensive experience, technical experience and leadership experience, as do all my colleagues, as do other individuals in other um, think tanks across Sub-Saharan Africa. I want governments and businesses and civil society to still respect the advice that I will be given and be willing to pay for it and not to degenerate and dismiss my advice because now it is coming from an African institution. So in short, the done for me will be 
when African institutions are driving thought leadership on the continent and they are really informing capacity building and delivery of development on that continent. That for me is when I will say, yep, I'm done. <laughs> so that's my ambition. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So, you know, that's a, that's a tall order. It's a big ask, but um, I, I, I hear you. In terms yeah, of it, us. It shouldn't yeah. be a big ask. You know, in my career, I have worked in Africa. I have worked in Asia. I've worked in Latin America. If you go to Asia and you want to engage with government, if you're not working through an Asian institution, no government will pay any attention to you. Why then can't why you do that in you, Africa? Why exactly? So let, let me ask you this question, because obviously coming with the kind of global perspective that you do, mm -hmm. um, what is it? What is it that is holding it back? So what is it that when I say that's a big ask, what is that shift? What is that, what is going to take to, for us to, to, to shift, you know, and to have that mindset that, you know what, we are good enough. It's okay. What, what will it take? So I think it will take maybe three things. The first one is for us to see and respect that technical advice. And the fact that we are willing as African institutions to ask the hard questions. Because at the end of the day, when you come to Asset for advice, Asset is not just going to give you the technical solution. We are also going to tell you the things you need to improve in the political economy for that technical solution to work. And so governments and political parties and leaders need to be ready and open to that advice, not just the technical solution, because the problem is not the technical solutions. We know what those are. It's implementing the technical solutions. And African institutions understand the political economy, the complexities, the trade-offs, the choices that you need to make, and we will have those difficult conversations. And governments and partners need to be ready to embrace those difficult conversations. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is a willingness to pay for it. You know, our governments actually don't often pay for technical advice. It's paid for by donors. And donors will pay for technical advice and they will start with their domestic markets. And then those domestic markets will subcontract to African institutions. If African governments were willing to pay for advice, the same way, you know, they are willing to pay McKinsey to do um, an analysis on the mineral sector or the oil sector for them, they should be willing to pay asset for economic transformation advice. And if they are willing to pay for it, it will be respected everywhere else. In Asia, governments pay their people for that advice. African governments and businesses need to pay African institutions uh, for that advice. So that's the second thing. The third thing is for them to look at the pool, not just within the continent, but globally. We are everywhere. So when you look at the pool globally, it is a lot more robust and solid and diverse than it is. So you don't sit in, say, 
um, I don't know, Kenya and just look at your Kenyan pool. You look at the African pool and then you look at the global African pool. I think if we did those three and we could get governments and businesses and international partners to start doing that, we might start to see that shift. It starts from home.